morning, everybody over here as well. Happy Tuesday for those that are here live. Happy whatever day week it is for you. Thanks so much for joining us. Yesterday, we started to talk about this concept of the voices of the past. Voices of the past. That is that voice in your head. Sometimes loud, sometimes quiet. Sometimes patronizing. The voice that reminds you that you made the wrong call. You should have done this. Why'd you do that? I told you. That was a stupid move. Why are you with her, him? Why'd you put your kid in that school? Why did you move to that neighborhood? Do you know 30 years ago, if you would have just done this, by now, you know that voice? The voice that always looks backwards. The Monday is called, in, in for those who are sports fans, it's called the Monday morning quarterback. If I can explain it for one second, the term. On Sunday, the NFL has its games. Quarterbacks are the ones that make most of the decisions on the field. Today, today we realize it's really the coaches, but let's assume it's the quarterback. You know what happens on Monday? All the non-quarterbacks, right? All the people that can't make it as quarterback. All the people that deep down want to be quarterbacks, but aren't quarterbacks. You know what they get to do? They get to sit around and watch the game now that it's over and complain and second guess the quarterback. Now, understand the quarterback was making a decision with a half a dozen guys 250 and over coming at him to sack him and he has to find a receiver in less than one second or he gets rammed forget that he's got 50,000 people listening to him cheering for him or cheering against him forget that there's a million people watching him forget all that and he's making hundreds of decisions throughout the throughout the game no the guy late the next day on monday in the safety of somebody's house or radio booth or a call-in we get to go and second guess at what if I were, the, I would never throw that pass. Oh, my, what was he thinking in the third quarter with 15 minutes, 13 minutes left to hand it off? Now, 100% of these guys are not quarterbacks. 100% of these guys or 99 never could be quarterbacks. There's a few of them that were and could have been. But it's so much fun to look back after it's over in the safety and comfort of our home and guess and second guess. It's so much fun for our minds to whisper in our ears and second guess the decisions that we made. Monday morning quarterbacking, the safety of the decision being made already, that little voice comes into our ear and says, oh, come on. Why'd you do that for? That was stupid. And you should have, you should have, you should have, you should have, you should have. Now, remember, if you remember we did this, remember the projection bias we went through? How our minds really live wherever it is and it becomes really hard for us to project how we're going to feel into the future. Remember that when, when it comes to ordering food, you order more food than you need because you just can't project how you're going to feel full and you're ordering hungry. 
You know, you know what else is a, a projection bias? Is that we can't project backwards. It's amazing. We can't even remember how we felt. I was talking to someone about this yesterday. We were talking about how you ever get like a stomach ache? You ever like eat too much and like you're blown out? You ever drink too much or eat too much or, and you're like blown from it and you're like, I'm never doing that again ever. Right? You ever have that like where like you think of the food that you ate last night and you're like feeling sick and you're like, I'm never eating that. No, ever. No, really, ever. I'm done. But that whole, no, I'm never putting that food in mind. Never. It's over. Right? Next week, you're plowing the same food. And the person's like, what happened? You're like, oh, was I sick earlier this week? I'm talking about. We don't even remember the way we felt an hour ago. How in the world are we going to remember how we felt when we were making a decision two years ago? We have no idea. So now that the emotions are over, now that the pressure of the decision was over, and now that we get to be like, it's Monday morning, if you will, you're not in the game anymore. You don't feel anything coming at you. Now it's the next day and you're in the quietness of your own, so to speak, space. Then you can turn around and forget how many factors were there when you made the decision that you've totally forgotten about. Looking back and questioning, if it's done productively, awesome. Awesome. I don't know if we spoke about it here, but the Navy SEALs have an incredible practice that they credit as being one of the greatest things that they do. If you look at the history of the Navy SEALs in the past 40 years, you'll see tremendous year-over-year growth. not just in numbers, but in effectiveness. And they attribute it to certain things. And this is one of them. It's called AARs. After action reviews. These tough Navy SEAL, these tough SEALs that can jump out of an airplane, you know, with a gun in a hand, land in the water, swim through alligators, and like, you know, go kill bad guys. Those same dudes the end of an operation, literally stand in a circle, a circle. And the leader of the pack begins by explaining what he thinks he did wrong, what he could have been better. And everybody goes around and does that. And all the stuff that went wrong in a operation gets put out and worked on so the next one's better. It's totally fine to identify mistakes, to identify what I could have done better, to identify how to make my life better. And in fact, for those who journal, it's a totally great use of your time. Look back at your day and go, where did I mess up? What triggered me to do that? Why did I say that for? And so when you're at the end of of something, when you're at the end of a game and now the emotion isn't there and you said the wrong thing or you ate the wrong thing or you did the wrong thing or you made the wrong call, It's totally not only appropriate, but it's productive to sit and have a moment where you go through what you did right and wrong in order for you to get better at it. That's fine. But to look back at a decision and be mad at yourself for making it then and say to yourself, I wish I would have, I wish I would have tries to put you back in time, which never works. And all that does is it causes regret and anger and frustration 
into a world that you can never change. It's one thing to be angry and you can change something. It's another thing to be angry at a decision that you can never go back and change. And all that does, <laughs> all that does is shut down your energy. As my rabbi said, like I said yesterday, you have to believe, and this is a very difficult bit of belief. You know, a lot of when we talk about belief, we're not only talking about, did God create the world? That's the easy stuff. The hard stuff is how you put belief into your daily life, especially when it's so clear that it's you. How do you manage to understand the difference between the you, which is you, and the you, which is the divine being within you? Who gives you the insights to say what you have to say? Who gives you the knowledge to be who you have to be? Who gives you the abilities that you have? Is that you? Were you just born with the ability? Assuming that you could sing, you were just born with that? Were you lucky? Did you win some lottery that allowed you to come into this world with the ability to sing or to think or to analyze or to, or to, to be spontaneous? I don't know. What makes you you? Is it you that you just randomly got it? Or is there something else that's bigger in you, with you, around you, that is directing you, that has given you the talents? This is one of the great lessons we learned from King David. King David was arguably one of the greatest men of faith of all time. You wrote a book called Psalms, Tehillim, Tehillim. You're trying to give it in every language someone can understand. That that's English and Hebrew only. I'm sure there's tons of other languages. In that book, if you've ever read the, the, the translation of these Psalms, you'll see that in that book, there is the most incredible dedications to God. He is such a man of faith. King David went to war. He was a warrior. He, was a, he, he fought wars. King David said that when he fought the war, he was moving his hands, but it was God moving his hands. You know, in fact, the book that I told you about earlier, a book called Shar Habitachon, The Gates of Faithfulness, it speaks about health. Maybe tomorrow I'll read you a section. And it speaks about how when you go to see a doctor, you have to believe that God wants you to go and do everything possible to heal yourself. We're not supposed to sit back. We're supposed to be proactive with our health. Jewish doctors is not just a socio- sociological uh, circumstance. It's very much tied in to our traditions but you're supposed to see that the doctor's hands are really manifested from the wisdom of God, which means the doctor's not healing you, God's healing you. That's a very difficult area to play into. It's so much easier. It's so much, which is why most people say, I got my domain and God's up in heaven. Let God deal with like, you know, big things that I can easily see. Like, I don't know. COVID, but like the little things in my life, it's me. Is it you? 
or is God in it and around it too? This is where we start to get into a world where faith is complex. This is not elementary faith. Elementary faith is you look up and you pray a little bit and hope that he sends you gold coins from heaven. That's great. But really where faith becomes more complex. And by the way, that's a huge level. Lots of you aren't even on that level, but that's where faith becomes more complex is, wait, did I do it? Was it inspired by God? I, I made this decision. So how could I believe that it was God's will? Am I just pointing it off to make myself feel better? How do I take responsibility? Was it God's will or was it me? This is where this is where it becomes complex. This is where it becomes fun. This is sort of how we live our lives. The recognition that decisions that we make, if we make them, especially if we make them with, with the right deliberation, but the decisions that we make in our lives, we can always learn from them and get better. But as soon as they're done, they're done. And we believe that God moved it in that direction and they're done you don't look back you don't question you can grow forward but you don't look back because when you look back all it does is it gives you the ability to not move forward what happened happened is not just something we teach our kids you don't cry over spilled milk it's a very deep philosophical spiritual concept of where we are interacting with God every moment of our day. And God, so to speak, is from my understanding, if you will, pulls himself back from right in front of us and says, go, choose. And then as soon as we choose, he fills himself up again and says, okay, I got you from here. Keep on moving forward. There's no way you could have made the right choice because there's no way you can know what the right choice is. It's one of the great mistakes that we make. We think we can choose right. We have no idea what right is. We can choose what's right in in terms of spiritual law, in terms of the wisdom that we know. We can choose right by morals and ethics and Torah for sure. But how do we know what a choice today means in terms of the impact for tomorrow? How do we know if I make a choice today And if tomorrow I had a challenge, if that isn't a good thing, how do we know? If the challenge that was brought because of my today's choice is actually going to open up a door and I don't know. How do I know that if I made a choice today and then I get the benefit tomorrow, that's not a bad thing. How do I know if I make a choice today that seems like it's worse for me, but somebody else is watching and makes the same choice? And it's good for him. And as a result, I've added benefit all around me and I never even know about it. How many stories have you heard in your life? I've heard tons of stories of people that do things and someone's watching them. A student, a child, a friend. Let's not even make it complicated. Someone makes the decision to be happy. Forget to do anything. How do we know that the smile that brings you bring to the day, just a smile, forget you said or did or bought, you just smiled, made somebody's day, which then made somebody's day, which who knows? You know why you can't look back on a decision for? Because you have no idea how to evaluate it. 
We're not, we don't live long enough. Our eyes can't see far enough. We don't have x-ray vision into someone's soul. We can't see the next world. We can't see any part of our soul. We have such a limited perspective in life. We have no clue, none, if anything we've ever done was the right decision. How would we know? We have no idea. If you make a good decision, how do you know that if you went another way, it wouldn't have been just as good? And if you make a bad decision, how do you know if you went a different way, it wouldn't have been just as bad? So the real reason why you can't look back is because you're not going to learn anything. You can learn for the future, but you're not going to ever know if you did the right thing or not because we don't have the ability to see the world. We don't see the impact. We don't see the repercussions that are things outside us. We don't see what's happening to the world. We don't know that we made a decision and it's impacting the spiritual world because it was the, a tougher move. I don't know. Looking back, believe it or not, is as foolish as looking forward. Looking forward, we know we can't see the future. We do it anyways, but we, at least we know we can't see the future. We think we can go back and look at the past and go, oh, I made the wrong call. Which is why we probably spend more time looking back than looking forward. And since our, we don't have the perspective of the other routes that we could have taken, it's all going to be a lot. It's always, it's always going to be rosier in, in, in the other way. The grass will always be greener on the things that we didn't decide. This is why it's illogical. Because we don't have the tools to ever look backwards. All we really have, and think about this, and I'll, clo- I'll close something with this. You ever wonder? God gave us so much. We have a brain that is the most sophisticated machine in the world, a body. We could navigate this world. We could think, we can imagine can articulate like think about what we have you ever wonder why don't we have the ability to go into the future and go into the past because god is saying because that's not where you belong because if you did i'd let you go there no we shouldn't look backwards because we don't belong there all right we'll talk about this all right everybody have an amazing day with god's help i can't wait to see you again tomorrow have a great day